Wow. And how ready are you, though? I am ready, like, on a scale of not to blast off. I'm at about a supercharger level. So. Are you ready to party? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if partying means sitting here and drinking another drink, then yeah. Sure. Yeah. Partying is anything you want it to be. Partying is sitting here and opening up cans, then I'm all over it. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to get a bunch Uh, of cans we're not going to drink and just open them. I know, that's why. Because the sound of this, like hitting the table, that was a really cool sound. I really liked it. So hopefully the sound is sounding good. I hope it's okay. It should sound good. It better sound good. Give me a better fucking sound good. God damn it. It's a waffle fries for free. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, hello. My name is Brittany. My name's Kenny. And today we are going to chat about Saw 4, the fourth film of the Saw franchise. And there's seven films in the Saw franchise. Actually, I have some news to drop on you. There is a short animated film called Saw Rebirth. Have you heard of it? I heard of it. Okay. What do you know about it? That uh, is a short animated film. That's okay, that's all. all I know too. But I'm very curious and I'm going to have to go check it out now because I've never heard of it before. If you really want to get into the thick of it, into the thick of it, <laughs> um, there are two Saw video games. What? Oh, yeah. On the Xbox, yeah. <gasps> we should check those out. We should live stream playing. Hold them. on. I'm going to look up the prices yeah, on go Amazon. For it, go for it. No, because if we live stream playing them, that'd actually be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, they're worth some money. 75 bucks. I wonder if they're still. 75? yeah holy cow i'm gonna see how much they are on the like xbox like uh, live store yeah that'd be nice video games and short films that are associated with the saw franchise should check them out we should it is exciting i'll look into the games cool uh so uh we're talking about saw 4 now the fourth film of the franchise and one thing i just i find little things interesting every once in a while but i saw like on imdb when you look up the film it's tagged with certain genres and the genres that it's tagged with is crime horror mystery and thriller well it's kind of what these movies are because that's what the first one was yeah Yeah, the first one there a lot of people were like oh it's like a seven rip off blah 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 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i can see how because there is a crime element because you like half the main characters are cops. Yeah. So it makes it makes sense. I can see it. Yeah. It, it's a broad. Those are broad definitions. Yes, they definitely are. Mm-hmm. It's like calling rock music rock music. Yeah. Well, within it, there's so many different kinds of rock exactly. music. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this film was released on Octo- on October 26th of 2007. As we know, we're having a that annual. Was 16 years old. Dang. I was 13. Damn. <laughs> yeah, 12 or 13. Yeah. Uh, so this, again, we're having these films released kind of on an annual basis every October around Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're getting a Saw release. Uh, the runtime for this film was an hour and 43 minutes. And this film, Saw 4, was actually greenlit right when, um, of course, as we talked about in the previous episode, uh, Lee Winnell and James Wan and Bozeman had talked about how they wanted to make a third one. I thought we agreed on Bozeman. Bozeman? Bozeman? Uh, sure, one of them. <laughs> they both work. Um, but uh, they were talking about how they wanted to do this, and they, three and four were greenlit at the same time once the success of Saw 2 was recognized. So upon the release of that, that's kind of when they were both going to be written. Um, this film was filmed in just 32 days. Uh, it spent five weeks in pre-production and post-production took an additional two months. Uh, similar to Saw 3, the budget for this one was $10 million. That was and the same as Saw 3? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a little bit more. Yeah. And if you had to guess if this film made more or less money than Saw 3, what would you guess? Less. Yes. It made less by 30 million dollars oh shit mm-hmm. That's it made 134.5 million dollars uh, oh wow worldwide um but this is the sixth highest grossing film from Lionsgate, um and it received generally negative reviews from critics and i actually have some excerpts from the reviews because i thought they were funny oh yeah yeah um, but before we jump into that on imdb it has a rating of 5.9 mm-hmm. which is the lowest we've seen yeah, so far, yeah. yeah uh-huh. You're right, you're right. Uh, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it had 19. 19? Uh-huh. Did you see the audience one? No. Can I look it up Yeah, you fast? should look it up. And then on Metacritic, it had a 36. So we're looking at the lowest scores that they have ever had. 
But it's one thing I'm curious at what Saw 3 ranked for uh, if highest grossing films, but this one was sixth highest. So obviously Saw 3 is higher on the list. Yeah. I'll jump into reading some of the little uh, reviews that I found. Uh, I found these on Wikipedia. And oh, I was here like, we go. Okay, what Sorry. is it? So 19, 19% uh, critics, mm-hmm. 62% audience. Oh, so still lower than the previous It's film. roughly the same as the last one. It was 70 on the last one. But uh, critics was 29%, though. True. So but it's, 10 point decrease it's roughly both. the same, though. There's the discrepancy between yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we have a review on LA Times. It said, a film as edgy as a rubber knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, start using that. <laughs> if the terrible craft of Bozeman's film doesn't turn your stomach, the borderline pornographic violence will. It's disconnect- disconcerting to imagine anyone enjoying this vile filth splashing the screen. Well, joke's on you, buddy. I like these kinds of things. <laughs> Um, here's another one from Hollywood Reporter. The famously inventive torture sequences here seem depleted of imagination. But they added, it hasn't yet jumped the shark like such predecessors as The Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th movies eventually did. I'm not sure what they were getting at with that. Oh, you know what the term jumped a shark is, right? Uh, maybe you can enlighten me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay, so... It's basically when they're creatively bankrupt, so they just resort to these ridiculous ideas. Mm-hmm. It. The term comes from the TV show Happy Days. You know what that is. You know, the Fonz. And there's a literal episode where he jumps over a shark on Jessica's. (laughs) Actually, and that's where the term comes from. Jump the shark. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I didn't know that. I'm shocked you didn't know that, honestly. I thought that was like a common thing. Like, not knowing where it came from, but knowing what the term, you know, means. Yeah, what it meant. Yeah. And I've heard it before, but I didn't know why it was called that. It makes more sense now. Okay, the San Francisco Chronicle, the Siriana of slasher films, so complicated and circuitous that your only hope for understanding everything is to eat lots of fish the night before and then watch each of the previous films in order right before you enter the theater. Did they really compare this movie to Siriana? Yeah. Interesting. In- interesting film comparison. I don't even know what Siriana is. Oh, so. it's, just, it's a dr- dramatic movie made around the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. It's okay. okay. Um, then we have another uh, critic saying, Soft 4 function as a drawn-out, tedious epilogue to a series that began with an energetic bang three years ago with Saw, then progressively lost momentum, coherence, and intelligence with each successive <laughs> annual installment. Okay, and then <laughs> this was categorized as a less negative review. <laughs> a less from, negative review. Yeah, All right. BBC. It's deeply unsettling, just like a horror movie should be. The twists and turns are deadly. The lessons are taught once again, and we have the perfect setup for Saw Five, hmm. which I don't remember Saw Five at all. But I watched it. A I never times. saw Saw Five. I'm very excited for the next ones. It's gonna be great. Okay, so those are some of the reviews. <laughs> that I was kidding. I, li- I like uh, the edgy as a rubber knife. That's yeah, a. It's classic. I'm gonna start using that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the trailer for this film was only 55 seconds long. And there was a promo that they shot as well. For, and I'll explain that in a moment. But the 55-second trailer is just these flashes of different moments in the film with no substance at all. It's like you see who the characters are and you see people in different traps, but you don't actually see the traps. You just get the idea and it's very... I felt like I was watching... like You know when you, have, uh, when you put in a DVD and it has like the pre-little film before you see the menu? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a little short animation? That's what it felt like. Okay. As a trailer. But then I. They're probably baking on people, didn't really need to watch the trailer. They're just going for Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we had a a promo trailer that was made specifically for IMDb, and it's the Jigsaw Clown talking to you as a person on IMDb. That's cool. It was kind of cool. I was like, oh, don't talk to me. Like, it was was fun. (laughs) Stranger danger. Yeah, exactly. Um, So. The IMDb synopsis is that despite Jigsaw's death and in order to save the lives of two of his colleagues, Lieutenant Rigg is forced to take part in a new game which promises to test him to the limit. Take it to the limit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, just kind of to compare this to the other films, this is actually the first Saw film in which the protagonist is not locked or trapped at all. Like, he could, he doesn't have to go to these different places uh, that's and true. do these You're things. You're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have just stayed home. Yeah. You could have just been like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go hang out with Tracy, I'm my a, wife. I'm going to uh, go check on my wife's uh, mom. Mm-hmm. 
Well, actually, I did. I don't know if you saw this. This is the one little tidbit I read. Mm -hmm. Tracy was supposed to have a bigger part. Yeah, she could have. But no, she was supposed to. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it would have made a lot of sense if that was the case. Yeah. She was supposed to get kidnapped. But I guess from what I understand, the movie was like kind of being written on the fly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And you can kind of tell this movie is kind of being <laughs> thrown together a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... There's a few things that Bozeman was really wanted to do. And then the rest he kind of just ad hoc threw together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to jump right into a spoiler real yeah. quick. Uh, this film was the storyline of this film was told at the same time as the third one. They're yes. happening simultaneously. That's kind of the twist at the end. Yeah, it's the twist at the end. Uh, but one you don't of the know. two twists at the end. Yeah, you don't know that that you don't know that the story is being told at the same time that the third one is being told until the very end. Because the way it's framed, it's it looks like it takes place after. right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this film was directed by, as we have already said, Darren Lynn Bozeman. Um, this was actually his third film. So he did the second one, the third one, and, and this, this one, one, the fourth one. Um, so one thing I took note of is that he inserted a lot of things from his own life into this film. So the scene where Ivan is tested and there are photographs on the wall, there's actually pictures of his assistant, his girlfriend, and also a lawyer of his <laughs> on the walls in the room. Hey weird um the dog that ivan kisses is also bozeman's dog which we saw that in the documentary oh yeah the the little bit you show me yeah Mm -hmm. and then the little girl that riggs talks to is actually bozeman's niece oh interesting and the abuse yeah to be fair if i was a filmmaker i would find places in my films for my friends and my family even if it's just like a little like little not even a speaking role no just you're there yeah welcome right yeah yeah uh so one thing I found interesting is that Bozeman was not originally interested in directing this fourth film. Why not? Um, the producers had to persuade him to read the script. Oh, wow. So he didn't want anything to do with it. And as we watched a little, I was watching a documentary on YouTube. It's called um, like Bozeman's diary, video diary uh-huh. while filming. And he, on the first day, he goes. He said something along the lines of, "We just finished our first day of filming, and it feels like the fifty-eighth. And he was complaining. He's like, "I feel like I've never left here." Of course, and he's just complaining and complaining and complaining <laughs> the whole time. As filming progressed, as we watched, um, his attitude kind of got a little better as things started to streamline. But it was just like he was just talking about going into a room and crying by himself and telling the camera to go away. Like it was intense. I mean, yeah, this movie's probably thrown together. You know. Mm-hmm. By the studio, be like, hey, we need another, well, another one. Uh huh. We'll get into that. Um, so he had to be persuaded to read the script, um, but he decided to take it on when he. I, well, this is what it said on. I think it was IMDb, um, but it was he was taken by surprise by the twist at the end. Oh, he really? didn't realize it that it was a simultaneous and that um, Huff. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll that. We'll try not to ruin it yet. But um, the, that that was what kind of told him, okay, fine. I'll get to it. And uh, another thing that's interesting, too. Where is it going with that? Uh, he didn't sign the contract to direct until two days into filming. Two days? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It's in the, it's in the do- documentary thing. Interesting. Yeah. And he's like ripping papers out and saying like, fuck you. I'm not signing those ones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I knew when I first started reading about him when we did this episode for the second one, I knew things were a little funky. Um, oh, yeah. So the video on YouTube is called Darren's Video Diary Soft 4. Um, he didn't sign his contract until he already had started filming. Um... He doesn't seem happy. The traps that they had designed were not working when they went to actually film with them. So it was like they were testing it while filming it. So they had to go back and fix it in oh, a little shit. filming. They were working 21 hour days. Uh, but one thing that was cool about this video is that Darren expresses his uh, new interest in transition shots. So there's a couple of shots in the film that are really cool, such as when. One of them is when we switch from one scene to the interrogation room where you're in like one of the traps, but then all of a sudden you're in the interrogation room. Mm-hmm. And then another one was when the girl 
that gets her hair pulled, she falls through a mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then ends up in the office. And, yeah. Yeah. So those are the kind of shots that he spends a lot of time and energy working on. But how do they do it? They just build the sets right next to each other. Okay. So when you fall through one wall, you end up in yeah. the next one. Yeah. Um, but he expressed his excitement with that. Um, I did want to point out, especially after watching that video on YouTube, uh, the director of photography, the cinematographer, who is David A. Armstrong. He's actually, he ends up, well, he starts with the first one, but he continues being the director of photography until the sixth one. And it was really interesting to watch him and Bozeman kind of work together because they just bicker, bicker, bicker. Bozeman says, "Do you did you even read the screenplay like did you even read what are the storyboards because they're arguing about what to film and also bozeman there's a producer on set the whole time to make sure that they stick to their schedule yeah and bozeman's talking crap about the producer while the producer's standing behind <laughs> him the show. it's just the most bizarre thing ever yeah he's like you see that guy in the corner yeah that guy's pissed off Fuck at me you. yeah basically <laughs> Okay, so this story was actually written by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan. So these are the, well, the first... first movie not written by exactly. Lee Bunnell or James Wan. Mm-hmm. And they... Were they still producers on it, though? Yes, they were still producers. Okay. Uh, there's actually a, a collection of producers for this one. Um, and the uh, Melton and Dunstan work together on this film, and they kind of write this first one as a three-part thing so this was the first one for the next three films because they were supposed to write the Saw three four films. five and six okay yeah, all together all right um and they the executive producers discovered these two writers when they read their script for a, a story called midnight man which is a film that got is um more literally transferred in a film called the collector oh that's a good movie yeah so that was kind of where they got have the, you watched that movie um, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember. I don't remember enough to comment a good on movie. any of it. I really like that movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the executive producers thought that the script for the collector called mm-hmm. the Midnight Man, they wanted to film that as the prequel to Saw One. Interesting. Yeah, because they thought that, that could work as a good way to show John Kramer's early life. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. That's what it said. No, no, and I'm not oh. disagreeing with what they're saying. Okay, okay, I'm okay. saying in in the collector story, I don't see how Him being that. Yeah, no. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's yeah, that's what Is I'm it saying. Because Jigsaw is so sophisticated. He's sophisticated. He intelligent, and it's already established that he was an engineer or whatever, yes. mm-hmm. and he didn't have a criminal past. No, the whole plot of the collector is there's a burglar <laughs> breaking into a house. But there's a serial killer in the house who set like these traps or yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the plot of the movie. Yeah. And so different. the burglar saves the family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cool movie. We got to watch it sometime. Okay. Sounds good to me. But yeah, so that kind of, that's where they, that's how these people got brought on for this project. Uh, I do want to do a shout out uh, for uh, Charlie Klauser, who did the music for the film. He did the music for all of them thus far, and he continues to make the music. And then also editing. He did the editing for the short film as well. That is Kevin Gruterit, but this time we have Brett Sullivan joining on as well as an editor. Um, And this is actually the first film that did not open with a trap. You're right. Uh-huh. You're right. It's pretty cool. You're absolutely so, right. So we'll jump into the film now. Is did you find anything that you wanted to share and interesting stuff about the film? No. I was banking on you because I did it for Saw yes, 3. Yes, exactly. The only thing I read was what we already talked about. That's okay. the only thing I read. I was like, okay, that's Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah. That's what good. I need uh-huh. to <laughs> needed to see. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So let's jump in and talk about the film. Uh the film starts out with beautiful autopsy scene. Oh, yeah. Pretty graphic autopsy scene, too. It is. It is. So the I wonder if that got past the MPAA for the same reason the surgery in the third one did. It did. Oh, same reason why they were able to do? Because, like, oh, yeah, that's okay because it's medical. Exactly. So uh, MPAA is a fucking weird place, man. (laughs) I know. Well, remember talking about the poster that they released for Saw 2? Yeah. Yeah, and how it it got by, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... They spent two weeks making the body that they used in the autopsy scene. 
it's not actually him ever laying on the table. It's a fake body yeah. the whole time. Um, but it took them two weeks to do that. The whole time that they were filming it, they had a coroner on scene to make sure that they're using they're doing accuracy. It right. Yeah, yeah. Of course, when it takes the brain out, it's not connected to any kind of a brainstem spinal cord situation, which is kind of like. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 that, that is kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. the brain just plops out. I, I didn't even like think about that. <laughs> you forget? I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. You're just like, well, there's the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, so the reason why this passed through the MPAA so fast or so seamlessly they mm-hmm. didn't have to go back and edit it is because it's basically what you see in a medical show uh, and they compared it specifically to, like CSI type yeah. shows um, but that's why this was also the sound editing on this was so intense and so gruesome all the squishing noises yes and the, and the like tearing <laughs> sounds and the grinding and the sawing because they didn't want it just to be another when CSI when he turns open his uh, chest cavity oh the cracking <laughs> the sounds get me man um, but they made sure to f- really dwell on those moments yeah. because they didn't want it to be just another CSI moment. Yeah. Which, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, originally, this moment was supposed to take place at the end of Saw 3. Which, I can see it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can see it. I, I like it starting out Saw 4 it, with it. Though. It makes sense because it sets up the framework of how the rest of the movie will... Well, not the rest of the movie, but the end of the movie will play out, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it does. I agree. Mm-hmm. So and, it makes sense to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that this film starts out a lot more peaceful than the previous ones did because it doesn't start out with a trap. I guess because I think true. about Saw one, two, and three are all like an intense moment where they're having to escape. Yeah. Well, we do get a trap early on in the movie, though. Yes, right after the the guy with the his eyes shut. Yes, and then the. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, the, the mausoleum moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which was not a very graphic trap. No. But we'll, hang on. We'll just, let's talk about the tape really quick, and then we'll jump into that oh, okay, one. Okay, okay. Um, so... Uh, the detectives come in to kind of check in Detective on the autopsy mm-hmm. and then Detective Hoffman opens up the tape and puts it well because they find a tape in Jigsaw's stomach covered then, in wax okay is that medically possible I was going to look it up and I was like ah, I don't <laughs> want to be that guy it, it, that's when we were watching it I was like is that I'm like because your stomach acid's strong mm-hmm. it can are you looking it up right now yes, I am oh well there up. we go can your stomach dissolve wax? Most likely not, considering your body cannot digest fats. Oh. The wax will most likely be excreted, but there is a chance that it will get stored in your body. So, so like, we're, you your cells store fat rather yeah, than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I we're don't gonna, agree with that. I don't agree with this because your body does break down fat, so... You're right. You're wrong. <laughs> Internet. <laughs> Web MD. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> When well, we were watching the movie, I was like, is that possible? Mm, like, yeah. that seems a little... Because how long is the gap between the end of Saw 3 and this mm-hmm, scene? Mm-hmm. I could have been in there for like days, man. It could have. We don't know. Yeah, because they just freeze the body and check on it later, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. So... Um, I'm glad we were thinking the same thing, yes. too. <laughs> I was like, do you want to be that guy or not be that guy? I don't know. Okay, so we jump into the first trap, like you were just mentioning, with victim. I call them victim one and two. It's the blind man and the mute man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what they have to do, they each have a chain around their neck, right? Yeah, and they have this machine that pulls them closer like to... What does the machine do exactly? It rotates it to shorten strangle up. strangle them, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have like pull yeah. their heads into each other basically or into that contraption yeah okay and then they get in a little scuffle yeah they start fighting because one can see and the other one can't you can't talk <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh and then ultimately the guy that can see ends up getting the key from the guy that cannot see and what's his name no the guy who can't Blank. talk gets the key yeah yeah you yeah. said the guy who can't see gets the key I can see. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I didn't have can't. a T. Sorry. The one that has eyes working. There we go. <laughs> he is able to get the key. Uh, and then he survives. Yeah. And after he, for a guy who can't see, he was putting up a good fight. Yes, he was. He was an intimidating guy. <laughs> His daredevil senses were kicking <laughs> in, I guess. Well, one thing that's interesting, when they were filming, 
the guy that had his mouth sewn shut, mm-hmm. he could not make noises. Well, he could make noises, but he couldn't talk. Yeah. The guy that had the um, his eyes the looking prosthetics, like whatever. they were, he was able to see still. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So he didn't have any kind of handicap, while the guy that had his lips shown did, sewn did have a little bit of a handicap. Interesting. I know. This is a weird little tidbit, right? Um, But he survives. Yeah. And what's his name? Blank? Adam Blank or something like that? The actor? Or no, the, the character. Art uh, something. Is it He's a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, man. Where is him? Where is him? Oh, no. His name is Art. Art Vanderlei. Art Blank. Art. It is Art Blank. Is it Art Blank? Yeah, it's oh. Art Blank. Uh-huh. Art Vanderlei. Do you get that reference, Brittany? <laughs> no, I don't. Audience get will get that. That's a Seinfeld reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never. I only watched a little bit in the car when we were driving home from hockey games. Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So after we have this intense moment trap, as we usually do, then we get to go to the detective. This was honestly see. probably the least intense trap. It traps. was. I mean, him opening up his mouth and tearing his lips definitely just That was like me. the most intense part. I did not like that at all. And the, don't like it. Okay, so how did the mechanics of that work? He was able to open his mouth after he got the key, but how did it work, though? He open couldn't do that mouth? the whole time? I think he was just, re- like, I think it was purely a gore thing, honestly. Probably. But, like, to, like, practically, Effects. why would that have happened? Because of the adrenaline of the fact that you survived. Maybe, but I feel like in that moment, you're like, oh, shit, I can't talk. This guy can't fucking see, obviously. Uh-huh. I gotta go. Yeah, like, persevere, open your damn mouth, and talk I f- to him. I feel like that's, honestly, like you say, fight or flight, but I feel like even if he had to fight that guy, mm-hmm. at a certain point, he would have just done that. Yeah. Uh-huh. At least, that's what I Why think. Why do it after if he didn't do it at the beginning? Wait till you have a knife and cut it off. Right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, after we <laughs> we see the trap, then we end up going to the detective world and seeing everything happening Oh, there. they find um, uh, Carrie. Yes, and I wrote Karen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here we have uh, SWAT Commander Riggs, Riggs. And then we that have... That guy is jacked, man. Yes, he is. Uh-huh. And I remember when I saw his face during the third one, I was like, oh, it's Riggs. Like, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. Uh, and then we have Hoffman as well. Him, mm-hmm. They're working together, looking at Carrie's body and talking about what the heck happened. Uh, I like the rats like in the ew, like, hole that's so in her gross, side. <laughs> so disgusting. So great. Uh, and Hoffman and Riggs have a little conversation about how, or Riggs rather is saying, hey, there's no way that Amanda did this. That's not Riggs. That's a special, that a- when- that's special agent asshole who says that. Perez and Strom? Yeah. So Strom? Special agent asshole, yeah. Oh, okay, got it. No, I know. <laughs> um, and that's Scott Patterson who plays that character, yeah. right? Okay. He looks uh, like a Scott. How <laughs> <laughs> do you look like a Scott? Look oh at him. Oh you'll, you'll know. Okay. Okay, okay. Think about it this way. Okay. Think of the name Justin. Can you picture what a just Not thinking of your brother. Okay. Just think of what a Justin would look like. I know you a lot see, of Justin. You can see yes. what a typical Justin yes. looks like. See? Yes. Uh-huh. There we go. That's what a Scott would look like. Okay, whatever. Fucking Scott. Fucking Scott. Okay. Uh, so Strom says, hey, there's no way Amanda could have done this. She's 107 pounds. Detective mm-hmm. carries 133, mm-hmm. some shit. Mm-hmm. And then Hoffman's like, well, maybe like, Jigsaw did it. I know. And it's like, you saw Jigsaw. He was half dead. I know, right? I was like, bro. Like, <laughs> this is the point in the movie where when we were watching it earlier today, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Hoffman knows more than he's letting on. Yeah. you At that point? You at that point, that? It, I, they didn't make it very subtle. Mm-hmm. So this moment happens, and of course, Riggs is very upset. Because he was her, they were friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they talk about how this was constructed for her execution, mm-hmm. not for her to escape. Um, so... So the rest of the detectives and people that work in the office are saying, Riggs, go take your vacation. So he goes home and we see the relationship between him and Tracy. And then we see that there's some tension there. And we see that he is continuously choosing his career over his marriage. I don't think it's necessarily his career. I it, She says it. She's like, hey, you can't save her. He wants to help everybody. I think that's his, you know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's his duty as a police officer. Yes, I agree with you. I, agree. I don't think it's like it's really affecting their relationship in a bad way, but mm-hmm. she's obviously concerned because 
Yeah. You know. Well, they're committed to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just that he's choosing these other things and she's getting a little tired of it. You can tell. Well. Yeah. He's, he's a good cop, though. Yes, he is. So he gets ready for bed. She leaves. Gets ready for bed. Then he gets chapter, chaptered. Captured. <laughs> and chaptered. Ho- and Hoffman gets <laughs> captured as well. Um, Riggs has a tape. It's actually a video this time. Um, he connected has to the door. Connected to the door. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what happens then? Um, so he watches the tape. Uh, Jigsaw says, you have 90 minutes to save Detective Matthews because mm-hmm. he's... Plot twist, he's still alive. <laughs> yes, after six you, months. You have, you have 90 minutes to save Matthews and Hoffman. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So this is one thing I find... This goes back to, like, okay, this shit has to take a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. They say 90 minutes. Okay. But obviously the tape is pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. How long was he knocked out before he played the tape? Really, though. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's where you get into kind of kind of the discrepancies the plot of holes. this thing. Because mm-hmm. like, obviously he's on this ice that's Detective Matthews is on this ice that's going to melt. It's going to mm-hmm. hang him after it melts. Yeah, but obviously it's been melting for some time before mm-hmm. the ninety minutes actually starts. Like, yes. there's no way you could perfectly time that. I don't yeah. care how and good you are. Yeah, they try to kind of convey that it's a temperature controlled room because the guy that's in there later on like looking over them, he's yeah. wearing a hoodie or a jacket and a But a they have the heaters on the um as well. On the icebox. So yeah. it's we- it's it's confusing. Cuz it's like they're trying to tell a lot of they're trying to convey a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it it's was, like what are you trying to tell us? Cuz like you know, like how long was he knocked out for like a couple mm-hmm. hours? You Maybe. know, whatever. Yeah. Who knows? He got woken up by a cold shower. Who set that off? I know. Right? How long was he sitting there for? We'll never know. But yeah, I don't know. That's one thing I noticed when we were watching. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. that's how a did little... you edit that VHS tape that fast? Right? Right? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot sense. of fucking planning. Mm-hmm. Unless so, it was a live feed, but obviously it's not because no. it goes, it cuts the static yes. after. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> I mean, that's something that we'll probably be frustrated with for the rest of the this series. This is true. Uh, so he has 90 minutes to save Matthews and Hoffman. Um, but in order to tr- truly save them, he has to learn to let go is kind of what the video says. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. For the first victim, it's let it go. Yeah. Yeah. For, so the, for the other one, not so much. No, but, uh, but that's what he's conveying is that you care too much. Yeah. You cared too much for a while. But on- honestly, the first victim, I think if he... If they wanted to convey like, oh, hey, like, oh, you care too much. Let things go. Can you save this person even though they're a criminal? I don't think starting off with a prostitute was such a strong start because any rational person would be like, yeah, she's fine. She's okay. She's mm-hmm. cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what? She's doing what she has to do. Whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, 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 again, one of those. When, when we get to like the rapist guy, that's when you're like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, him. he's gonna let him fucking die because yeah. mm-hmm. he's not stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, whatever. To jump into victim three, her name is Brenda, acted by Serene Bolin, um, and this is someone. Uh, well, her hair is kind of like twirled into a rope and chained it's up, and this like gear mechanism that pulls it, that pulls it off, and eventually scalps her. Basically, scalps her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's in there, a video plays when he rips off the mask that was on her face. Um, it's his first test, and he has to save her, but by saving her, it leads to her being able to attack him. Yeah, which also and, was kind of weird, but Yeah, whatever. one thing I think, like what I wrote is like, she knew where a knife was, Yeah, and she could have told him to get the knife and cut her hair out of it, Right, and she would have been fine. Right. But instead, and she I wanted to get descalped and then be able to like. Try obviously, him. she was obviously distressed in the first place. Well, yeah, correct. But also, so like, so at the end, after all that, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna grab a knife and try to kill him." But in the beginning, you seem like, "Hey, save me!" Mm-hmm. And now you're like, "Oh, fuck you, motherfucker!" Yeah. And another thing too is, why would you take a knife to a guy that has a gun? And a guy who because he shot and, at the machine. Yeah, and a guy who's an awful lot bigger than you Exa- are. It doesn't that make dude is any big. sense. It doesn't make any sense. But, but whatever. It's a scary situation. Of M- course. Maybe somehow whoever kidnapped her, her tape, maybe tried to convince maybe. her that mm-hmm. Riggs would have her arrested for some fucking yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. She's a sex worker. So. Which is whatever. But honestly, any 
not barring Riggs as a character. I think him as a character and any, like I said, rational person would have mm-hmm. just been, all right, fuck it. You're okay. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, let's, let's live. Yeah. Let's just get through living first. Yeah. Um, and one thing, th- this scene ends with the awesome transition from the apartment building to the, um, like, the uh, police department. I area. love how she falls. She's like, eh. it's fucking great but i mean it was a cool transition that's what bozeman was was so focused on doing um and riggs actually does get to listen to the tape that was made for her yeah yeah Mm -hmm. all right so after that we get to see more of um the trap the trap that matthews is in is slowly revealed throughout the film like it's not you don't fully understand what it is until the end ice block melts Detective Hoffman's gonna, his side's gonna tilt. Mm-hmm. They're on some kind of seesaw mm-hmm. thing, whatever. And all the water is gonna go and electrocute him, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah. And it's not until the end that you see that if the door gets open, that two 300 pound ice blocks are gonna smash Matthew's head. <laughs> it's great. It is great. <laughs> it is so cool. Uh, and the way that they actually made that, so the ice blocks are real ice blocks. Oh, yeah. And they actually fall down. It wasn't something that was done in post-production. They just put like a dummy in his place. So they put a, a bag, like a latex bag with six pounds of animal blood. Oh, <laughs> and they suspend it there. And then whoop, and then they let it, the blocks actually fall down and collapse it. That's cool. But how terrifying is it to think that those blocks were actually up there when you were filming? Like, and they could have actually fallen. Like. I don't know. I, I know no they rest, weren't there. No reward? <laughs> I guess so. Oh, right. So uh, then we have victim number four, which is Ivan. And this is, again, this is all in the test for Riggs. Right. And so yeah. Riggs goes to this little trashy hotel kind of thing, and he meets the character Ivan. Or he's told to go and capture the character of Ivan. Um, so he captures Ivan and goes into this red room with his, him. His rape dungeon. Yeah. And so what uh, Riggs makes... well. There's all the videos of all the things. There's one video. There's that one video, plays, but there's pictures. And there's pictures of what Ivan has done, the crimes he committed. He used his body as an abuse machine, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what Riggs has him do, he has to um, connect his arms and legs to these leather bracelets, I guess you could say. It's the only scene of the movie I remembered, <laughs> honestly, yeah. from watching uh-huh. it. 15 years ago yeah and he has to put his head into a vice and mm. he has to so he has to sacrifice his eyes and then so it kind of cuts so i thought he was supposed to get you know his eyes go he's supposed to do both him. eyes yeah yeah both eyes and then like that's how he gets out uh-huh but then but he did the second eye but he still gets i don't remember him doing the second eye torn apart maybe he hit the wrong button or maybe he hit it and it didn't work maybe yeah. Could be that. Because only one They don't eye... really elaborate on that. No. But he dies. He gets torn He apart. dies. He yeah. gets he gets torn to torn to pieces. <laughs> torn to pieces, yes. It's a super cool scene. It's like <laughs> mm-hmm. So then Riggs is told but he has another tape to play and he's told to go back to where it all began, which is where his uh when he had a child abuse uh situation at a school. The classroom. The classroom, yeah. So he goes back to that location and into that room. Oh wait, you gotta talk about how in the the flashback showing the victim of child abuse, mm-hmm. how there's the the lawyer there, not the lawyer, the lawyer, and then the teacher and the mom, whatever. So the lawyer by lawyer, or do you mean art, um, art blanks? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Riggs punches the the, the dad, the dad in yeah. the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, and, and, and then Hoffman covers for him, you know, saying like. Oh, yeah, I saw the whole thing. Like, he mm-hmm. attacked Briggs first. But the lawyer, Art, he's like, well, obviously that's not what happened, but mm-hmm. you guys already did everything right, so there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And it's pretty satisfying, though. Yes, absolutely. Um, so after- Probably the most nice thing Detective Hoffman has done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have that flashback in that moment, and then uh, we also end up seeing... Uh, the husband and Strom. Wife. No, Strom. Strom is interrogating Jigsaw's ex-wife. It goes to that moment as well, after that one. And then they have flashback there where we get to learn about how she was pregnant. And, uh, I mean, we won't... I'll just summarize it all right now so yeah, we don't talk about it each time. It's flashbacks, it's multiple so, flashbacks, but you can just do it in one go. Yeah, so basically she was pregnant. 
It was a planned she had pregnancy. A, she had a free clinic, a health clinic she was running. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of drug users, help whatever, help people, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one of her regulars or whatever you want to yeah. say tried to break in. Cecil. Cecil. Mm-hmm. And caused her to have a miscarriage. Mm-hmm, because he slammed the door on her stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she had a miscarriage and that's kind of what leads to their marriage kind of falling, falling apart. apart yeah. uh, in addition to him finding out he had cancer shortly after and then almost dying in the car accident, which mm-hmm. led to him being the character that he is. Um, so those are flashbacks that happen throughout and but that's it, ultimately what it's telling Yeah, us. that's... It's easier to do in one go. Yeah. Um... And it's just continuous of but strong special agent asshole thinks, oh, she's in on everything. Yeah, because she has she owns some of the properties. Yeah, that the traps are being in, and she also has a connection with the uh, the lawyer because Art is. Um. Oh yeah. Also, it's revealed around the same time that the person keeping Hoffman and uh, Matthews hostage is the lawyer. Who is revealed to be the guy from the beginning of the movie from mm-hmm. the trap? Yes, has, that's why he has the scar on his uh, on his cheeks. Yep, which doesn't make sense because his mouth was sewn shut. So like, if it was sewn shut, but you had to stretch it far enough, I can probably see he probably had some kind of facial Ew. tearing. That's disgusting. So yeah, that was revealed then as well. <laughs> yeah, around and, the same time. This yeah. is for to speed up the process of explaining the movie Gosh, faster. So it's so many flashbacks, so many back and forths. Um, but then finally, we get to see victim number five and six, which are the parents of the little girl that was abused, uh, and they are back to back harnessed in the and rods. They have spikes going through them. The rods going. The through rods them. are going through her, but they're not in any major arteries or organs. But they are in his major major mm-hmm. arteries and organs. She's got to. Yeah, pull so them out. each one that she pulls out. Yeah, is not the bloodiest, him. but probably one of the most painful ones. Yeah, well, so realistic yeah, too, just yeah. like probable, just so probable. Yeah. Um, and then so Riggs comes into this room, and he, well, he's basically he plays his tape, and it's like, hey, do you think that this woman has learned her lesson? And he thinks yes, so he gives her the key and puts a jacket around her, which mm-hmm. I don't understand the jacket part, but it's what he chose to do. And then uh, Strom, Perez, the cops show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, they, because we, we haven't talked about it yet. For whatever reason, Strom thinks Riggs is the, uh, the person doing all this. Mm-hmm. He's the one causing Responsible. all this. Responsible, yeah. And then they go to um, uh, an office and they find a Billy puppet. Mm-hmm. Which then launches shrapnel into mm-hmm. Perez's face. Yeah, but before that, when they're dusting for fingerprints. He says he's going to kill fingers. an innocent man. No, before no. that. When they're dusting for fingerprints, and then all of a sudden just shoots out a rod and just like oh, some yeah. random oh, that person shit was in the fucking, face. I'm sorry. That shit was fucking <laughs> was hilarious. Funny, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so after that, the serious part, they find the doll and the sharpnel goes into uh, Perez's well, face. Well, she has her tape. It's like, hey, your partner's going to kill an innocent man. Mm-hmm. Now, we're led to believe it's going to be... Riggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. We're led <laughs> yeah. to believe it's Riggs. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a shrapnel shot in her face, which is pretty brutal. Yeah. Because, again, that's one of the more realistic things, I think, that's okay. going to happen. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. porcelain doesn't fuck around. No, not at all. But, yeah, I got her. She got got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But She's she didn't die. Though. She didn't die. She's in recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that happens. And that's also when you have the flashbacks of the miscarriage. Um, but then... After learning about the miscarriage and who's responsible for the miscarriage, that's when we see Jigsaw's first trap with Cecil. Yeah. The Cecil. knives. Mm-hmm. It's, I hate it so much. He has blades going into his wrists and his wrists are tied down to an armchair. No, also his... Uh, on his ankles, yeah. too. Yeah. And then it's I love the setup for this trap so much because you don't know what he has to do to get out. It's such like a primitive trap because all it is is kitchen knives. Well, we learn later on that it's kitchen knives, but they're not there at the beginning. And no. I love that so much. But the jigsaw slides it into place. And like you said, very primitive. All he has to do is push his face against yeah. them and get through them to get out. But it is something that I cannot watch. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Brittany, during the scene, was like... Yeah, I had my face covered the whole time. Any <laughs> this concept. Yeah. Any concept when something is getting sliced, I cannot. I cannot get through it. I do not like it at all. So yeah, Cecil that does it. He escapes. Yeah, briefly. Then <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you," and then he falls into the uh, the barbed wire trap, mm-hmm. which is 
use in the, the razor first wire. Saw movie. Mm-hmm. Which probably led to him making the razor wire yeah, trap. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, that's a good idea. It worked great, yeah. <laughs> so Cecil dies. <laughs> yeah. It's not shown that he dies on screen, no, though, but, but it's implied. Yeah, it's especially impli- after seeing the first one. It's the implication. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to Riggs. Riggs is looking for his wife because that's kind of the path that Jigsaw sent him down. This brings me to say, this is one of the other trivia bits I looked up. She was supposed to get abducted, but scheduling issues, the movie being kind of written as it was going, mm-hmm. prevented that from happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it ended up being with him just running into the room where Detective Matthews into is. Into the building, which is shown when he's going through the hallway. You have... Three people. You have Riggs, and then uh, Agent Strawn is there, too. Stra- oh, yeah. He's going through the building. He's going through the building, mm-hmm. too, but he went in a different a way. A different way. Yeah. And then you have Jeff. Yes. Which is then revealed to be, this takes place concurrently outside yes, three. as you're seeing all those people. Because Jeff was in the room where he just killed Jigsaw. Yeah. And as Strom is approaching, we hear right, yeah. that happening. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the other part of the building, we have Riggs running into the room. You have Riggs, you have Art, you have Detective Matthews, and you have uh, Hoffman. Hoffman, yes. Who is, yeah. And then the other part, it's the, and I will say this, even though I don't really care for Saw 4, it's definitely the weakest one like mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. The way that kind of tied in was pretty nicely done. I thought mm-hmm. it was a pretty smooth, it. you know, yeah. transition. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it but was that's cool. pretty much all that I enjoy. I love like this twisted storyline. I love like that. like that little twist was pretty cool. Like it's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. And some people could say, "Oh, it doesn't make sense because Jigsaw's dead in the beginning." Well, that's what we call a red herring. But mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Strawman kills Jeff. Yes, Strom. Though he doesn't. I does. He shoots him. Oh, I thought the door closed before he can go in. No. Stro- no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So that was another misleading ending from Saw 3. Oh. Uh, Straw. Yeah. Strom. Strom, Strom shoots Jeff and Shoots Jeff. And then yes. the door closes. Yes. You're right. Because that's when, um, after Hoffman gets out. You're right. Okay. So Riggs goes into the room and Art's like, don't open the door. Don't yeah. Open you the open door. that door. You know, you aren't supposed to go into a room before it's cleared. Well, that, but Art's like, don't open the door because he has a trap. And when he opens the door, that's when mm-hmm. uh, uh, Matthews dies. Yes, he gets his head So I don't, okay, so I don't think this is explained in the movie. And I don't remember. So what was Art's trap going to do? His so, neck thing. What yeah, was the purpose? Yeah, the nerves. It? it was supposed to pinch his spinal cord. Okay, until when, though? To kill him. Okay, okay, I mean. Like, when was when, it going to go off? Yeah. Well, I think for him, in order to be successful, he had oh, to... Oh, it was when Riggs had to run out of time. Yes. That's when it was going to yes. be successful. Yes, he wanted time okay, to run yeah. out, and then he could press the release button. I didn't even think about that till now. Well, it's weird. It's not it explained. Is, it's not explained. It's not explained. I, th- now that I'm talking about it, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah, two Stupid. and two becomes five, right? <laughs> yeah. Stupid um, ass. No. So... So, yeah, the film is very convoluted at the end, but it revealed why everything happened. Um, Hoffman gets out. Yeah, Hoffman Hoffman undoes his own stuff and stands up, and we see that he's the one that was responsible for everything. He's like, Riggs, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when we see the tape play at the beginning of the film, it's actually something that happens at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, chronologically. Because he goes to the room right after Strom kills um, Jeff. Mm Mm-hmm closes the door mm-hmm. we don't know what happens to special agent strom Mm-mm. i don't know if he comes back because i'm seeing these movies mm-hmm. i feel like he might mm-hmm. he might not i don't know <laughs> well, um, we'll finally watch that yeah mm-hmm. but um and that's pretty much what happens the ending kind of goes pretty fast it really does. it's very fast and the thing is like the last five minutes goes very fast but the 15 minutes leading up to that are just torture they go so slow yeah, I wrote I wrote so slow in my notes because it's just them walking throughout the room through the hallways, and, and then the flashbacks and all the stuff. It's like I I care, but not to that extent. Um, but I wrote down, and I think I read about it on uh, Wikipedia as well, is that this was really a glimpse of um, what Jigsaw does to get these people to do his work for him mm-hmm. because he didn't set any of the stuff up. It was all done by other people. Yeah, 
And it shows well, it why. why they were able to get Detective Carey mm-hmm. where she was. Obviously, it was Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the fight, uh, Matthews has with Amanda, mm-hmm. who carries him away. It's yes. Hoffman. Hoffman. And that's shown, too. It's a figure. It's, it's a figure. figure. Shown. So, like, on watching this movie, you, you can see, like, his nose. He has a distinctive, like, nose. Very distinct face. Yes. So, you can see, like, this much of his face. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, if you look closely, it's pretty it's obvious enough. it's him. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but, and that's how it ends, though. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Hoffman is one of his apprentices. And. Like, it's satisfying. The ending is satisfying because you realize, oh, it happened at the same time. Oh, it's really him who's all behind it. But that's it. That's we it. have a lot of character development for Jigsaw. We understand why he's doing what he's doing a little bit more. We understand Even how. Even though he's dead. Not technically dead, but dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's it. It kind of just sets it up for the next films, I think. Yes. Yeah. Because then, from apparently, the way it's set up, I guess, we're going to get to, like, now it's Hoffman's show. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? I think obviously <laughs> that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, bold choice for them to kill their main guy. In, yes, in the third one, but mm-hmm. hey, they did what they did. Well, it was supposed to... to be the end. It was. Yeah. Even the third one ends with a whole montage of all the previous uh-huh. victims. All of the flashbacks. Oh my goodness. With the with the music goes da na na da na na da na na da na na. Yeah, but that's what makes Saw Saw. So, any final thoughts? Uh, definitely the weakest of all the movies so far. Okay. Well, just tried to do so much. It did. So it's definitely the weakest, but also not as boring as Saw Three was. Probably it was shorter, so mm-hmm. it probably didn't like bother me as much. Yeah. But still, I say like four and three are probably equal rankings that's what me. i was saying too because then i could take them or leave them yeah they were interesting but when it comes to the overall story that's being told i don't feel like it brings much to the table no no it's they, repetitive they got more explaining to do yeah i got some more explaining so next time we will talk about saw five and six and, and yeah well they'll be separate episodes yeah. though and uh we'll be wrapping up the show if we have four more i think so we're halfway uh five six seven spiral jigsaw Oh, Jake. Oh, I forgot about Jigsaw. Oh, I'm excited. So we got five, six, seven, Jigsaw. Sorry. Five, six, seven. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. And then Spiral. Spiral. Mm-hmm. Which apparently they might do a sequel to Spiral. Too. Yeah, they've been talking about that. Or I've seen talk about that rather. Oh, yeah. So thanks for checking out our Thank you. chat about uh saw four hopefully you enjoyed it promise we'll get better uh, little by little little by little i'm glad we're doing saw first <laughs> a franchise we don't care about well we care we care, I care. It, it's not our favorite it's fun it's fun it's easy and it's fun okay let me put, it's not a franchise we were previously invested in exactly if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. we can take it or leave it yes except one and two we can keep those. Yeah, we want those ones. <laughs> those ones need to stick around. All right. Meow, meow. Bye. Bye.